Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I am Michelle Burquist, your host of Women Leading the Way, and do I have a woman leading the way today, somebody that has had a 40-year career as an entrepreneur and a consultant, somebody that I totally admire. She is totally our leading lady today, and we're going to be talking about developing and knowing how to manage your team along with the infamous shift and pivot and adapt in business. So I want all of our listeners to know that I'm delighted to introduce our leading lady today, who is Shadow Gray. She is a multi-business entrepreneur and consultant and um, overseas and is the founder of Miss Management, Inc. So hello, Shadow. Say hello to all of our listeners. Good morning, Michelle, and hello to everybody. Thanks for having me on the show today. That was probably the nicest, sunniest answer I've ever heard anybody say. I'm like, seriously, it is lovely outdoors in Southern California, which is where we are. It's spring. It's like, you know, I mean, just things look lighter and more awesome. Do you agree? <laughs> oh, it's just a lovely no, day. For the very first time um, since COVID, I pulled out my lawn chair, sat in my backyard, and just soaked in the sun and the nature and the fresh air. It was so nice. Yeah. You know, and it's so, I mean, this isn't our topic, but I'm just like, seriously, everything is just so different. Like, I was driving this weekend, and I would, you know how along the freeway you get the, the kind of like um, uh, wildflowers? And it's like they were purple and beautiful, and there were yellow and, and, and orange ones and pink ones, like almost looked like purple. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I didn't even enjoy any of that last year from what we've all been through. So at any rate, boy, what happens in a year, right? Absolutely. I, I live I live in Lake Elsinore, the home of the poppy super bloom. So I'm lucky enough to see all the uh, beautiful poppies along the freeway too. It's been really nice. And then they're gone, and then we're like, oh, okay, here we are. So at any rate, hello, all of our <laughs> listeners. I like I want to talk about today, you know, just developing and knowing how to manage your team. And the crux of this comes from you making one big, huge, major change last year, not only in your business model, but what you're doing now as services. So do you want to kind of just share what was the year 2020 like for you with the big word of pivot and adapt? <laughs> Pivot and adapt has pretty much been my um, my way of life since I started my entrepreneurial career uh, 40 years ago. And um, part of what I've always done is shift my focus. And in 2020, I had to do that again, not necessarily due to the pandemic, but um, other than having to do everything on Zoom, which happened. I've, I changed my business model altogether to serve my way to success, to 
work with entrepreneurs and help them with their businesses instead of focusing just on mine. And that change has been incredible. You know, what I love is, you know, people will say, man, as an entrepreneur, you have to have a spidey sense to know when it's time to change or adapt or re-engineer your business. And I know how many small business owners last year did that. I mean, we had to do it as well. But I, I do know from our conversations, and I hope you don't mind sharing, which I haven't asked you yet, so you just have to say yes, is to our listeners, <laughs> there was a there was, there was was an exchange in a workshop you were at where this big idea kind of came from. So I don't, I hope you don't mind sharing, like, what was the inspiration to make this big change from where what you were doing to what you're doing now? I was in a workshop with Connected Women of Influence with two incredible ladies, um, Jean Moody and Diane Callahan, who um, in their workshop did a an exercise called Be, Do, and Have. And you had to actually look at your life and what do you really want to be, what do you want to do, and what do you want to have. And that was the catalyst, which is the name of their company. <laughs> That's funny, the catalyst. Clever, to yeah. Help, <laughs> yes, to help me literally change everything in my business, I got rid of what wasn't serving me, what wasn't making me happy or bringing me joy. And I, I shifted the business model to something where I could serve people and help people and help them build their companies and build their teams. And um, I have been so much happier, and I thank them every day for that. Isn't it interesting how just certain things hit you at the right time, right place. I mean, it wasn't like you were going out and looking for that, from what I understand, from what you've shared with me, Shadow. And I know you have such a long career as an entrepreneur. I mean, share with our listeners, it's like, um, what age and how old were you when you started as an entrepreneur? I mean, this is in your Sue Talk, but I'm just dying for our listeners to know that you have had a lot of years (laughs) as an entrepreneur, in a good way, in a good way. Yes, I, I have definitely had an auspicious start at the age of 16 when I walked out what? of my high school and never went back. I am a high school dropout, actually, and never never finished high school and don't have any kind of college degree. So I've been um, an entrepreneur since then. In fact, the business that I started when I was 16, I still have to this day. Wow. I mean, this is significant. And I, I mean, I hope you can say, hey, Michelle, you're going too deep for me. But I'm curious when – at the workshop, it came up with Jean and with Diane, and it was the, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? Can you share any insight as to, like, what wasn't working for you? Like, what when you say it didn't bring you joy, is there any other depth you could give some of our listeners and how they might evaluate what's bringing them joy and how they can, I mean, that's a big deal to get that kind of a reaction in a workshop and then go make those changes in your business. Like what, what was it that was such a catalyst, you know, that you said this ain't working for me. They made me realize by doing that exercise that I was doing the work, but not feeling it. I was not necessarily behind the clients that I was serving, I was doing it because I had an obligation because I had contracts with them and because of the money and not all money is good money. 
you know, you have to put your mindset and your happiness and your joy in in the front because it affects everything that you're doing. And I think that's what it was. It moved me away from uh, the things that were not serving me personally. And um, sometimes as an entrepreneur, when you get overwhelmed and you're, you know, chasing business, you don't necessarily make the right decision for yourself. And that's what it was. Yeah, that's big. I mean, what is it they always say? It's like, do what you love. And then, you know, I always say, but let's put a caveat on there, right? Like, do what you love and and make money, right? And make a profit is even better than that. But, um, you know, it's not always doing what you love. I mean, you've, you've reshifted to a whole business model. So that said, I mean, can you share? It's like I know there's this wonderful word and tool that you use called DISC, but what, what, is, uh, what is the business venture that has been the big pivot? What are you doing now? Well, I, I decided that I wanted to help other people with their businesses in a deeper degree. I've, you know, I've a virtual assistant company and have a team that does that. But I wanted to reach people where they're at inside of themselves and make them better leaders and better team builders. And uh, I went into the, not just DISC, but the, the, the five sciences of um, leadership and self-awareness and things like that. And I became certified and I'm working with a company that I'm now part of. Uh, they started as a client, but now I'm part of it working with major, major people and now expanding the business to entrepreneurs and smaller people to help them in that regard. I love that. You know, I mean, as someone who's been an entrepreneur for so long, it's like what are, you know, some of the things do you see of owners who are typically the leaders, right, of their company? What, what are some of the biggest things you think they struggle with when it comes to leadership and leading a team, you know, of people or staff, because that's really where what you're doing really hits home with that. I think the biggest issue that we find is that people are trying to, um, when, they're, when they're leaders, they have a, their own job that they have to do, but then they have the job of making sure that the right people are in the right place within their organization. And that's not easy to do because that involves a lot of self-reflection and looking at their biases and looking at their learned behaviors and things of that nature. So what we do is we help them, you know, figure out who they are as a leader and their leadership style and their motivators. And um, then we help them with solving that problem, getting people in the right place. I love that. I love that. I mean, and when you think of developing and, and knowing how to manage your team, what, what kind of things come out, you know, from, because let's just use the word assessments, right? I know that's a piece of, of what you do. What else, and maybe a lot, a lot of our listeners don't know what assessments are. Can you kind of share what's an assessment and, you know, how do you go about having a leader understand themselves better, <laughs> which every day I ask myself that. But that's another conversation, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the assessment is a tool. It's it's a um, it's a questionnaire essentially 
that is written in a way so that you can't answer your way or the right way because there is no right way. You're just trying to understand yourself. So they go through this uh, questionnaire process and it reveals some things that initially they say, that's not me because most leaders think they know who they are. And um, then (laughs) we get into the debriefing of it and they start to recognize themselves in their in their reports, which are quite extensive. Very much, very much. I wish I had a rule book on, on staff members and team members, right, of there is no rule book, but maybe there is through the assessments a little bit better. So, yeah, I love that. You know, I, I want our listeners to know, more of the business venture that you're most well-known for, um, which is such an interesting business. I mean, do you mind sharing what you're most well-known for as an entrepreneur and your business and the past? Absolutely. Yeah, people will be surprised because being an entrepreneur for 40 years, being a consultant, having worked with major companies and doing the intellectual work I am most known for, starting the world's first nightclub for plus-size women, which I started in the late 90s and uh, had that business for 21 years, and uh, it was highly, highly successful. So I think that's what I'm most known for. Well, when you say that, to me, it's like it's that old adage, you know, for at least for entrepreneurs, I've always been told, and I do agree, there's riches and niches, and that is a hell of a niche business. Do you feel that was, was that intentional for you to be that niche oriented? And do you think that was one of the reasons you had such success? It wasn't any, you know, place to go. It was specifically for, you know, a certain type of consumer. So what's your take on, you know, finding your niche? Is that a powerful thing in business? I would think it would be because I know we're niche oriented, but what's your take on it? Well, with the nightclubs, the the niche happened because I fit it initially, and um, I wanted a place for myself, and I am a risk taker as an entrepreneur. I am not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to be made fun of because my success speaks for itself. So I, I find those niches and find them for my clients, too, where you're probably not the only person to think of it. You're probably just the first person with the guts to do it. And um, niches, niches are important, but people have to understand. A niche is just an entryway. A niche is a the connection to let people know essentially what you do because all almost all entrepreneurs do so much more than whatever their niche is. But it gets people through the door. So that's what happened and then you vertically uh, integrate from there I love that you know that's a, that's a great analogy because I think it gets mixed up and I've always been told you cannot sell your services or products to anybody right it's got to be somebody and who is that somebody so I love that hey we're going to take just a quick little sponsor break here real quick and we want to say thank you to one of our sponsors at Connected Women of Influence so Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be San Diego's largest private nonprofit university founded in 1971. 
Their mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Wow. Um, you can enroll online today, and thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. And Shadow, I'm back to you now, girl. I want to ask you a couple more questions, but I want to kind of dig in a little bit about what is some of the information that can come about to a leader and how to better manage a team. Like what if I, you know, did assessments on my team, what are some of the, you know, kind of, I guess, intellectual information I might have you know, or utilize from the assessments to, to, to manage my team more effectively and have more cohesion. I think that's a good word. Well, that's the magic of the assessment process and the self-discovery. We also uh, practice the assessments on the team itself, and we find which people are in the space that they were born to be in, or are they adapting to fit their job? Or would they be better placed in another way or managed in another way? And uh, that's, that's kind of the secret sauce to the, what we call the unlearning process is um, rolling back your limiting beliefs, rolling back your labels that you've placed upon yourself, understanding who you are and getting in the right place. And we help leaders do that with their teams by providing uh, the, it's not a personality test, please don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a skills assessment. It's a talent insight. It's, it's a lot deeper than that. And we provide that information to leaders so that they can make the moves that they need to do when they're moving all the pieces around in their teams and their organizations. Oh, wow. I mean, that sounds pretty powerful. It's like, you know, and is, is this, what else, as far as your services, do you get into, like, working with the owners to have them manage better? I mean, how do you, you know, kind of give me a little bit of an example of how you might work with a small business owner besides the assessments? Oh, the assessments are just the very, very beginning. That gives us our, our benchmarks. That's where we're going to start, and we're going to build from there. It's an ongoing relationship with the leader or the organization to help them make the shifts and the changes that they need so that they're running more effectively as a team. We counsel individually with the uh, leader and also the leader and their team so that we can um, open lines of communication uh, through different methods where people can have a safe space to talk and uh, say what they need and what they don't need. So it's a continuing process that we go through the company with. It's definitely an ongoing relationship. And do you, do you find there are some tips that you might be able to give? Let's say we have an owner, I mean, just for our listeners, because there's never conflict, right, with employees, never, um, which is, you know, sometimes like what, what I think I'm communicating is not always what is received, right? And I hear myself saying sometimes I'll go, I go, so does that make sense? And they'll be like, oh, yeah. But that doesn't really tell me that they actually got what I was trying to convey. Are, are there any insights you might have as far as owners and dealing with people or slices of advice when, 
you know, you have things that maybe don't don't go according to plan. I know that's pretty general, but I know for you, just in your background, you've probably seen it all. What's some insights into managing your team a little better? Give me some some tips, Shadow. Well, I have a a process that I personally go through outside of the company, and that is to get my leaders to be silent, to provide a safe space for the other person to talk. And a lot of times that and that ability to listen openly to what the employee has to say is the first step. Because sometimes employees just want to be heard. They're afraid to talk or afraid to speak up, or it's just not in their personality to to interject or to speak up. Because um, that's what we learn with the assessment is, is it their personality? Is it their style? And if we can get the leaders to be silent, because, you know, the first person to start talking rules the roost, you know what I mean? And let your employee be that person and listen to what they have to say with an open mind and don't take it personally. And uh, that's the the number one tip that I would give any leader with an assessment or not. No, I love that. I think, you know, it's been interesting just in the last year, so many of just even for us, right, in Connected Women of Influence, but also a lot of, of my peers, right, like you and I, that are owners and having a virtual team you know, whether we were prepared for it or not last year, like I, I came from the old days of being an eyeball, <laughs> an eyeball manager. I see you, we're in the same office, I'm handing you a folder <laughs> or projects or pieces of paper, and that world is gone. Like that is done since last year. So I'm curious what kind of insight can you, because I think so many owners that I've had some conversations with over the last year since COVID hit is they're getting better productivity out of their team members, but that it's really driving leaders crazy that they just don't know what their team members or staff are doing on, you know, their time when they are, they're not in the office. You know, I mean, it's almost one of those double-edged swords. Like I'm seeing the statistics that come out that are saying employees are more productive, right, when they're working virtually. Or at least that's what the statistics are telling us. And then at the same time, I'm seeing leaders go nuts because it's like they aren't able to kind of just know what time people check in and what time people check out or if they're working at 3 a.m. And then the question is, does it even matter? Like what's your take on that as far as leaders and just get over it or, you know, have some sort of framework for that? Because I know – yeah, you know, sometimes I, I, I mean, I, I see the trends of where my team works, and, you know, as long as I see things moving forward, it's like it works. But I do in my head kind of go, hmm. You know, it's just weird not knowing when people check in and out due to the old, old school of managing people. Well, I think the first thing is to understand that this is not a pandemic thing. This is a, um, a management thing. Yes, more people are working remotely. That has to bring about a change in your leadership style and your connection and connectivity with your employees. And if leaders can learn to listen in a new way and get their information um, through the interaction with the person versus the visual seeing of them, uh, they, they 
can get the answers that they need. Plus, if they create a new environment where everybody is connected and they have regular meetings with the team and the team can interact with one another, they're going to get a lot of their answers that way as well. And, of course, they have to look at the productivity on a um, a tangible scale by looking at the work that people are producing. So there's a lot of different ways, but I believe that staying connected to your team through um, whatever means that you're using is a really important thing and keeping your team connected to one another, and you're going to get more information that way. Yeah, good tips, good tips. I know there's so much more, and I want to shift a little bit and talk about this upcoming Big O event you have coming up, your Evolve Summit that you're involved in. And wait, oh, I'm involved in it too, so let's talk about this. But what is the (laughs) – got to throw that one in there, right? What is the Evolve Summit, which I'm super excited to be a part of it? Well, as you know, nothing changes if nothing changes, and you you have to evolve in order to stay in business nowadays, because if we haven't evolved with the uh, pandemic, then we're out of business, right? So um, right. the summit uh, I have created, this is the first first year, and my main speaker is Sharon Lecter. She is amazing. Um, is about entrepreneurship through personal integrity. And personal integrity and the uh, evolved philosophy, which is uh, going to be explained in the summit, personal integrity can mean staying true to yourself, taking care of yourself, being honest with your clients. It can mean many different things. And uh, what we're doing is we're speaking to 12 amazing leaders and two special guests about how personal integrity plays a role in their business because that's part of evolving and staying true to what you've created and the people that you serve. I love that. I mean, and first of all, I love the word integrity. Um, um, Love even more that, you know, you're a part of this with Sharon Lecter and Sharon has a new book out, right? Doesn't she, didn't she just come out with her new book, right? Yes. Exit rich. It's um, high on the uh, bestseller list right now, Exit Rich. It's about how to run your company with the end in mind so that you can um, sell it or, you know, move away from it in a way where you get a return on all of that investment that you've made for years instead of just the, um, you know, the end. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I know it. I only have glanced at it. I haven't downloaded it on my Kindle because it came out. So I'm kind of going, oh, my God, i got to read that book. So that's awesome. And, you know, for you with the Integrity Summit, how can people, you know, we're almost out of time here, but I want to make sure if anybody's interested to register, how can they, you know, check it out, find out, register, um, and be there? Well, for your listeners, um, I have set up a keyword that they can text so that they can come for free. So Ooh, anybody okay. anybody who's listening can text the word EVOLVE, E-V-O-L-V-E, to 951-521-3411. And if they text that, then they're going to get um, information about uh, how to attend for free. 
Oh, that's awesome. So let's just do that again. You want them to text the word EVOLVE, E-V-O-L-V-E, and to the phone number, which is 951-521-3411 for free tickets. When is the uh, EVOLVE Summit, by the way? I don't know that we said the date. It's Tuesday, April 13th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in that specific time here in California. And it's virtual, so it'll be online, so easy peasy. Everybody dress from the waist up, as we like to say now in the virtual world, right? (laughs) Who has to dress dress up head to toe anymore? (laughs) Exactly. Just don't stand up. But, well, that's another whole subject, too, as well. Um, You know, (laughs) I'm just saying, Shadow, it's like I'm going to be excited when we can have you um, as mismanagement on our Women Lead Radio Network. So that will be super fun. I'm kind of dropping that. You didn't say yes, but you're going to. What What is the future for you in business as you see it? Like I, I know you have purpose, you have passion, you know, you have such a journey of being an entrepreneur, but I also know that all of us should have gotten, you know, you have to love what you do and feel that it matters for you to continue to do what you do in business. And I'm just curious what the future looks like for you because I think that is a great way to kind of end our show and go, this is how we can inspire other entrepreneurs because you see it so magically different than a lot of people that are, that are entrepreneurs. So what does the future look like for you? Curious. The future for me is unlimited because my brain is open, my heart is open, and I want to serve. So I want to help people change their lives through changing the way that they feel about their business and the way that they can feel the sense of accomplishment because they have new information because they're looking at it through new eyes. And I get to deliver that. And that's really exciting because I have a different perspective. I don't have a college degree. I have 40 years of experience in more than 100 different industries. And I like to deliver that information to the people that I mentor and the people that I consult with. And I'm going to focus on that and, you know, running my other businesses. I have five businesses. So I run those businesses and I help people run theirs as well. And I could not be happier. (laughs) I love that. I mean, you have like a triple PhD just in the school of entrepreneurial knocks, right? I mean, you've lived it. You've eaten it, you've breathed it, you've obsessed about it, and you just, you love being an entrepreneur, which is what is magical about who you are. And, and, and that's what I know about you. My final question, I know you've shared, I think that's your, that's, if it's your cell phone number, but how do you want people to reach you if they want to just reach you direct and talk to you about what you do or, you know, raise their hand and say, hey, Shadow, I'd like to learn more about what you do. How do you want people to reach you? Well, they can search my name, which is S-H-A-D-O-E-G-R-A-Y-I-A-Y, on any social media platform to find me, and because I have that name everywhere. And I have an office phone number, which is 951-777-7951, and uh, they can reach me there. And I'm shadowgray at gmail.com or at shadowgray.com on the web. 
so many e- easy ways to reach you. My gosh. Okay, super awesome. And you are um, to us. I am so delighted you are such an amazing member and sponsor and partner of Connected Women of Influence. So thank you for that. We love having you on board with us. And um, I'm crossing my fingers. We're going to be welcoming you as a new radio show host to Women Lead Radio Network. Oops. Did I just announce that online and on our radio show? Oh, my gosh. Now it has to happen. At any rate, you know, I, I'd rather, what is the thing they always say, Shadow? It's like, you know, ask for forgiveness, not permission. That is the way I like to roll. But you have been an amazing leading lady today. I want to thank you for stepping up and being our, our wonderful leading lady. And to our listeners, I want to thank you. As you know, we are an international show, and we love being here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we love that we have reach outside of the U.S. And one thing, just for any of you, if you want to listen to past shows, you can listen to our shows on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, and Apple Podcasts and many others. So look for Women Lead Radio. And to that, I want to tell everyone, have a wonderful week. And we will see you on Friday for the next Women Lead Radio show. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.